0: Hello, my kittens. Welcome to House of Heretics, the podcast where Timothy and I drink coffee and talk about bullshit for your listening pleasure. Timothy, uh, I I don't introduce Timothy like who Timothy is enough. (laughs) So Timothy is the former Salvation Army officer turned Christian heretic, LGBT heretical barista. The, the, oh, the, accurate. the barista heretic. And so I'm imagining like an orthodox carved icon of you like as a barista. I've like, actually serving, seen serving coffee and you have like the halo.
1: One, I, I follow this, uh, this account on Facebook and Twitter called Unvirtuous Abbey. Oh, I love, un-virtu- become...
0: I love Unvirtuous Abbey.
1: Yeah, and one time uh, he had, and I don't know where he got it from himself. Uh, he had a thing of, of praying to Saint Arbucks.
0: Saint Arbux, very nice, very good. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to have to commission the the artist who's currently redoing the logo for my show. I'm going to have to commission her to like do a do an icon of you with I like guess. a coffee
1: pot. Yeah, you and, were just mentioning uh, uh how your coffee, you were trying to top off your coffee but your coffee pot was empty. It is empty and it is a tragedy. And um, I was think I was thinking to myself, man, that is actually a whole ritual for me cuz I do French press. So
0: Yes, so your coffee pot being perpetually empty is par for the course. Yeah. Anyway, um well, welcome everyone. This is the Patreon show, no not Patreon anymore, Patreon and Substack uh, for paid subscribers and if you like what you hear, so if you hear this on the main Sacred Tension feed on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Substack or wherever and you like what you hear, then please consider becoming a paid subscriber. On Substack, it really makes a huge difference. Every little bit helps. And if you don't become a paid subscriber, then guess what? I will be forced to dress up as a gigantic possum in like a creepy, unwashed possum suit and live stream myself roaming around the neighborhood, eating out of people's trash cans for perverts on the internet just rummaging (laughs) through trash shoving their old pizza crusts into my face for weirdos on the dark web and (laughs) i will do fucking anything for money at this point this bitch is desperate don't make me dress up in a possum possum costume and rummage through trash for perverts on the internet so (laughs) to spare me that terrible fate uh go to Sacretension.substack.com, And you get a, a lot of extra content, including this series, the House of Heretics series with Timothy McPherson, uh, where we talk about just all kinds of interesting things. We talk about philosophy, religion, news, current events, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Plus, it is a live show. So uh, patrons and paid subscribers hang out with us in the chat. They interact in the chat. It's a fun time. We all... Uh, We all get super caffeinated and uh, have a good time. We usually record this every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern time, except when we don't and it's on another day. Um, (laughs) Also, a quick announcement at the top. We are still planning on doing meditation during this time slot, Um, but because of scheduling, it's just been a mess trying to get that started. Um, Right now, the Uh plan... Yes, go on. Right,
1: and a half of us getting covid at one point. Yes,
0: one one half of House of Heretics getting covid. Um, but I am recovered and the show is back on track. So the plan is for meditation to be done on the on weeks for Sacred Tension. So the the uh the weeks that Sacred Tension does air. So Sacred Tension is on in every other week. Uh, schedule right now so on the weeks that it does air we will do meditation on the weeks that it does not air we will do house of heretics it will be during this time slot and the meditation will be recorded for paying subscribers uh who want to meditate with it after the fact um otherwise you are all welcome excuse me otherwise uh paid subscribers are all welcome to join in and meditate with us uh this is an experiment if people try it out and decide that it sucks or they don't like it that's fine then we'll just go right back to regular house of heretics and and talking about you know random shit in the news
1: okay (laughs) how are you timothy i'm doing very well right now i i thought lots of i just interject this uh, because you always introduce me as a uh, former Salvation Army officer. Most people don't realize that the Salvation Army is actually a Christian denomination in and true. of itself.
0: You no, know, I was it's at, not like. I was thinking ahead. about this. There is a yeah. weird similarity between the Salvation Army and the Satanic Temple. Oh my god! Because people think that the Salvation Army is a thrift store and people think that the Satanic Temple is an activist organization. What no one knows is that both are churches. Yep. Like they're they're both they're they're one thinks that, you know, people think that Salvation Army is just a charity. People think that the Satanic Temple is just a troll activist organization, secular mm-hmm. activist organization. They're both churches. Right. Weird things that
1: that, that they have in common. That was actually um, hmm, uh, for the Salvation Army. I guess also for the Satanic Temple, it was a big debate on whether or not they wanted to be. uh, We wanted the Salvation Army wanted to be classified as a church. Yeah, just because that was a
0: very big debate. Yeah,
1: yeah. uh, the The main purpose for that was they wanted to um, send people back to the church that um, had gotten away from the church, but then. What happens, like, lots of times, you know, people try to go back to their old churches and they were no longer welcome there. And so they felt that the Salvation Army would be their home. And so that's, it just became like that. But I think for, if I'm going to misspeak, if I misspeak on this, uh, you can correct me. But I believe for the Satanic Temple, um, they also weren't classified as a religious organization at First, not at first, but then they yep. apply. Yeah, yep. but and wasn't there some debate too on whether or not always. to do that?
0: Yeah, it's they're Satanists. Always, always. <laughs> 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 Listen, if there's any, if there's anything to fight about, there will be a fight about it. <laughs> but yeah, no, there is a big debate yep. about it, and and you know, there's still lots of people in the Satanic Temple who are and allies of the Satanic Temple, people who are generally supporters of of the Satanic Temple who. Hmm are morally opposed to the current um tax church system in general. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um so the Church of Satan is not registered as a church. Uh because they they are morally opposed to Oh the Church of Satan. Yeah. Church of Satan is not is is not registered as a church. If I understand correctly, you know, some Church of Satan uh, person will come into my mentions and yell at me if I'm wrong about that, and I welcome it. But uh, if I understand it correctly, Church of Satan is not registered as a church um, because yeah. they they don't think that churches should be tax exempt. And you know, in in theory, I agree with them. You know, in mm-hmm. but it's um I th- I think TSD I would have to I would have to ask Lucian and Malcolm um why they decided to, or, or Joseph Laycock, why the temple decided to go tax-exempt. I mean, the yeah. reasons is obvious. It's because they need to fund these gigantic
1: lawsuits that are mm. very expensive. Well, that's definitely a practical reason, but I thought there was also maybe a philosophical
0: oh, yeah. the,
1: we, reason as well. It's a
0: church. It is a church. Right. And mm. um, that recognition as a church is important to right. the temple. Yeah. Well, speaking of churches, I did an interview with the great David Gushy um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. It was the last episode on Sacred Tension that I did, um, the one that I released just as I was emerging from COVID. And, you know, there there are episodes that I do that have a really lasting impact on me or or at least kind of really impact my thinking and his episode is one of those episodes and there are a handful of them you know my my conversation with david livingston smith was one as well about dehumanization you know there there's a handful of episodes that my my conversation with jonathan rausch was one i feel like this conversation with david gushy is up there for me because it was, so we discussed his book that just came out called Saving Democracy from its Christian Enemies. Mm -hmm. I think that's the name of it. Hold on. Let me make sure. Am I getting the title? Am I getting the title right? I think I am. I don't have the book in front of me right now. Um, Rescuing Democracy, Saving Democracy, something like that. Oh, here it Mm -hmm. is. Uh, defending, I was not getting it right, defending democracy from its Christian enemies. So, Mm. and he basically argues that historically, Christianity and democracy were in lockstep. The Christian, in America, prior to, the sexual revolution prior to the 60s and all of the stuff that that just um the the cultural revolution that happened in the 60s prior to that democracy and government and democracy and culture were in lockstep together and so culture was predominantly christian protestant christian and um and but at what happened was that culture changed, and then democracy ratified those changes. And so the next thing you know, we have people of uh, different religions in government. We have people who are not Christian in government. We have women in government. We have people, Uh, We have policies that feel like they are a direct assault on, quote-unquote, Christian values. And so culture changed, culture became more diverse, and then democracy ratified those changes. And basically what David Gushy argues is that first— Conservative Christians tried to turn the ship back in their favor by trying to change culture. So we had people like Billy Graham trying to do, you know, massive, massive crusades and having, you know, doing crusades to thousands of people, filling up stadiums, having these, um, you know, massive television programs that went out to millions of people. So you had this cultural crusade, you had this cultural attempt to kind of redirect the ship towards Christian values, and that failed. And so traditional Christianity or, or American, evangelical, Protestant, whatever, it lost the culture war. And now what David Gushy is arguing is that now they are going after democracy because they see that democracy ratified these changes. They lost the culture war, and each loss culturally created a simmering resentment. It created a... Each cultural loss left a residue of resentment that has just boiled in these christian communities and you can see it you know i i i do think that one of the things that a lot of secular people and progressive people underestimate is the level of anger in these communities the levels of resentment and anger mm-hmm. i do you know i if i'm not seeing it i i forget how deeply angry and bitter Christian conservative traditional Christian cultures are in America over their cultural losses so they have they have shifted their attention from culture to government
1: mm-hmm.
0: to democracy to try to undermine democracy because it ratified the changes that they believe are destroying the world, and David Gushy speaks as a Christian to Christians arguing for democracy and why, even though democracy is profoundly flawed, it is still the best system we have, and why Christians should defend it. It was a it, it was a really profound conversation for me. Yeah.
1: I liked how you